Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast. Andy, take it away. Oh, okay. I was just going to see how that went. <laughs> I was like, Andy, will take over. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like you said, this is a Broken Campfire Podcast. It is September 22nd. This is episode 29. Uh, and Greg, who just introduced part of this episode, is still the veto brain because some scheduling snafus happened where, uh, Vito just randomly decided he was going to be gone for a week. We don't know why. Um, so that's why I, I think after I introduced the rest of our host, Flask John, hello, you guys are here. Hello, Mr. I am Flask. Vito died, we're looking for a replacement, we're going to call him Vito, this just in. Right. I think that this is a good time... F- before we do the roundtable, I want to get into a... You can call it a performance review of sorts in DeVito. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> so, as you guys know, we are the one of the more, more profitable podcasts. Uh, gain, specifically gaming podcasts. We're, we're one of the yes. highest in that sector. Uh, the thing is, though, is that, like, our overhead is, is pretty fucking high. You know what I mean? Like, we... We spent a lot of money here and there, so um, I think that I think that if we cut one member, I might be able to get us all thirty eighties. One member, huh? So I've been, hmm. and you know, Vito Vito's not here, and so I'm just thinking outside the box a little bit. How do you guys feel about Vito's performance on the podcast so far? He's good, but he ain't. Me getting the thirty eighty good. I should get um, him out of here. After that magician right. thing, probably uh, a lot. He could do a lot of improvement. No, the yeah, magician you know, thing saved you. What are you talking about? If anything, you should what? be praising him. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that Vito is an idiot, and I'm Whoa, saying that on. I'm not oh. calling him an idiot. I'm just saying Whoa. he didn't understand the question. All no, right. He understood. He just. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've had it for a while, and it's just growing mold on the side of my uh, cabinet. I'm just gonna throw out a number: six out of ten. Is that is that sound about right? You just like wasteland. A solid seven point five <laughs> out of ten. I'll tell you what. All right, and this is an official broken figure. Blah, blah, blah. King of Pedro gets a ten out of ten because he's my friend. Oh man, way way to bring it back. Vito's was... my friend too. He's just not. He's just not ten out of ten nah, good. I don't know about that. No, uh, Vito's he gets a ten no. out of ten from me because he's my friend. What do I get? Look, what do I get, John? Look, nobody's saying Vito ain't no, a great Andy, hold guy. On. Nobody's saying he ain't a great guy. I mean, he's a ten out of ten friend, but this is a business, John. You know, ten out of ten businessman, ten out of ten human, ten out of ten photographer. I think at least I think I, I think at least one of those is true, and that's all I'm going to say. Hey guys, right, leave it at that for you. Vito brings tangible entertainment value to this podcast, and I won't hear any counter argument to that. So until we're sued for copyright, you can all Amen. stuff it. You can all stuff that talk. That's it. It's by a word. Final Man, word. Greg, Greg, that was a really great, impassioned defense of Vito. Uh, and there's no counter arguments allowed, so I guess we're just going to move on. 
So we didn't do the news last week, so I think we got a lot to cover. We're going to do that. Well, we did cover the Sony event, but, you know, that was about it. <clears throat> so we're going to do that after we do the round table. Wait, you said 3080, like the card? Yeah. Yeah. Like the new card? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I mean... You mean, like, never mind Vito's fired? Yeah. Yeah, no, well, I vote folks, for him you going heard it here first. Uh, Vito's fired. Vito, you're going to hear when you listen to this episode. Please don't bother coming Vito back. Vito doesn't listen to this. What are you talking about? We've changed. I think oh, he might be the only one who does me? listen to this. probably our only listener. <laughs> me, yeah. me, me, Flask, and Vito listen to every episode, and I know for a fact Vito often listens to this in his car while he and his girlfriend are going about everywhere, so... I hope that they enjoy Hey, uh, Vito's segment. girlfriend, uh, it's a really nice shirt. Yeah. Wink, you know what I'm saying? Wink. <laughs> Dude, you got him. Vito, right, you don't even say anything to defend yourself? You're not going to yeah, say anything, Yeah, it's embarrassing, Vito. Vito's going to sit there and take it like a, <laughs> like a fagoolie. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I actually didn't start my timer for that for the podcast yet, so I have no idea how long that bit lasted, but... Uh, it's fine. Yeah, we're we're going to jump into the round table. Five minutes. Flask. Hi. Why don't, me, why don't you tell me two things? <clears throat> I want to know what you've been doing recently. And I want to yes. know what's been making you happy. Yes. Those two things? Yes. Can, uh, do they have to be mutually exclusive? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Because... They wouldn't have been. No, that's that's why they're different questions. Right. Okay. Um, let me do let me do brief like uh, flasks movie review snippets of movies I've watched recently. Okay. Um, I watched a couple Netflix movies or movies that are on Netflix. Uh, one is a zombie movie called Hashtag Alive uh, from. Wait, is it Korean? It's Korean, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Have you seen movies. it, Greg? Yes, I believe okay. it is Korean. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember. Um, and uh, it's okay. It's It's got some flaws, for sure. Um, the premise could have been done a lot better, I think. It's basically like, this guy is stuck in his house during his outbreak. I was going to say, that's the moment the guy's stuck like in his apartment. Yeah. Right? He's uh, just like, a, he's like a, a computer loser, like us. And he gets stuck in his apartment during a zombie outbreak. And uh, it could have been done better, I think. Um, but still just like something to throw on because it's a zombie flick. Um, I also watched uh, The Devil All the Time, which is a uh, drama. Uh, I mean, I guess it's starring Tom Holland, but it's a whole ensemble cast as well. Um, and it's adapted from a novel. And it's just like the the drama surrounding a group of people in a small Ohio town, I think, during the '60s. Well, the you '50s good? and '60s. Uh it's good, uh, but not as good as other movies that have done its kind of vibe better. You know what I mean? I like, you. I feel like with I, I haven't looked into who you know directed this or adapted it to screenplay or whatever but um i think what i from what i heard the novel was praised because of its writing uh its writing quality and so if that was like the main thing that made the novel interesting 
then it was not translated. It was not able to be translated um, because it's prose. You know, it's just the style uh, to the to the movie. So it ended up being like good, but not as good as it as other movies that have attempted the same style, <laughs> which is you know that, that's fine. But yeah, uh, no, I mean as long as it's like commented enough, I guess. Yeah, so. it's not, it's not still you know a, a decent drama. It's still, it's still a decent drama. Uh, and then I also watched uh, a Bong Joon Ho movie I'd never seen. Um, that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. It's from 2009, well, uh, Mother. And uh, it's about a <clears throat> a young guy with... He's like an amnesiac, uh, sort of, but he, he's like mentally damaged in some way. And mm-hmm. he is, he is uh, convicted for a murder... And his uh, his 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 poor mother, who is uh, has been watching over and protecting him his whole life, kind of like a like a helicopter parent type thing, uh, <laughs> is uh, desperately trying to um, find out who really did it because like it seems like someone's framing him. Uh, he, he like in her mind, he clearly didn't do it, so she has to figure out how to uh, prove his innocence. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> innocence, mm, prove okay. his innocence. Um, Sounds intriguing. And interesting. I've seen a lot of, yeah, I've seen a lot of people praise it, um, call it like a masterpiece. I don't, I didn't feel that way about it. By the end of the movie, I did think it was a, a pretty, a, a good movie, a, quite a good movie. Uh, I mean, it's Bong Joon Ho, so he he makes good stuff, but quite um, a quite a good movie, yes. Um, yeah. But while I was watching it, especially in the first half, I found myself scratching my head a bit about why people were so enamored with this. Um, I think he's done better. I don't think it's his like magnum opus. I think it's just good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would say it's probably the best of those three movies that I just mentioned, but uh, still not as good as a couple of his other ones. Um, anyway, my brief movie reviews. Uh, as for games, I really only just kept playing... Well, hang on. Before you move on, before you move on, if you had to recommend one of those movies you just mentioned that people watch, you had to recommend one of them, which one would it be? Oh, uh, yeah. Mother. I know. I know. The, mother? Okay. Yeah. As I said, that's, that's still the, long, the best that's the of the Bong three. Bong Joon-ho film, right? Yes. Okay. As I said, that is the best of the three I mentioned, but uh, yeah. So oh, sorry, that I must have missed that when you, when you said that. Yes. Um. Yeah, I've just kept playing uh, Resident Evil Two. I haven't done any other gaming stuff, and um, you. So you've already, as a you talked about it kind of extensively in the last podcast, you beat the yeah. game. And you've been trying to do S plus. Have you been getting closer to that, or are you moving on to a different I, challenge? I have finished uh, both Leon A and Claire A hardcore on S plus. I've done S plus on both of them. Oh, damn girl! I haven't done the B scenarios, and I don't. I'm not going to. <laughs> like you need uh, the A scenarios. You have to complete in under uh, two hours and thirty minutes on hardcore. 
the beast mm-hmm. areas you have to complete in under two hours on hardcore. What's the matter? And... What? <laughs> What's the matter? Just do oh, it. Oh, I just don't want to. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing that's is, a weird, I got... that's a weird place to draw a line in the sand. I gotta say, after you did like spend all that time to get on the A, it's like you, you're almost mm-hmm. always there. Yeah, what's the time difference? How how fast? What's your fastest? On both A scenarios, I got uh, a few minutes under two hours. Oh, dude, you can shave those minutes off of the chump minutes. I could do it. I just don't want to. (laughs) It's not about, like, the challenge of it. I'm not a challenge guy, but once I got into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, like, I've gotten my fill. So are you done with that um, game, or is there more to do? I think I'm done with it, honestly. Like, I think I've okay. done what I wanted to do. The reason I was even doing the S pluses was because it was fun to, like, route the game, basically, and master it. And now that you I feel like I've pretty much that. mastered it and memorized it, yeah. like, I'm I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm not a completionist. I feel like, I, I don't know this for certain, but my heart or heart tells me that you feel like you're missing on some Chivos. No, I'm not a completionist at all. I don't. I, I was never like an achievement guy. I was never a platinum guy. I I don't care. <laughs> I Dude, I do I what I enjoy, I, and that's it. I feel like, that, but for some reason, it was a feature specifically in the three sixty days. I did enjoy seeing that number go up. I sure, did enjoy sure. getting all the achievements on a game or as many as I can get. I don't I don't know what it is. I, I don't give a shit about Steam achievements. And I sleep on Steam if, achievements, but like if it's a game I'm really enjoying. And I see that I'm close, like I'm only missing a few, then I might go for it. Otherwise, right. never been that guy. Never had that right. urge. Um, what, did you so guys I, in the 360s, did you guys like feel something about gamer score? Did you care about that back then? Andy. <laughs> and there I'm are pretty a few sh- important things in your life, all right? There's your Sims, all right? <laughs> your achievements. <laughs> your, your 360 avatar clothes. In your achievements. Oh, absolutely. You okay. just don't fucking understand, Andy. And no, I understand. I'm, I'm I not understand. a good enough gamer, and I'm not patient enough to get most of those. So I, uh, very early on, I abandoned hope of... There's, there's been maybe very few games. I don't know if there's any games I've got 100%. There's been a few... Arkham Asylum, though. You definitely got 100%, I'm sure. You know what? I was, that's the one that did come to mind. I'm thinking Arkham Asylum. Because it was so easy. It was not easy. It was easy. But it was, it was easy fun. enough. Exactly. It's like, I knew, you know, you're looking for, like, the Joker teeth or whatever, and it's like, yeah, they're paying the ass to look for it, but you know they're in this area. It's not just, like, right, find them somewhere right. in the world. You know, like, the GTA and like, pigeons. And, like, the big uh, mystery you have to solve, I mean, that's fun to do. You know what I mean? You yeah, probably yeah, don't want to yeah, do yeah. that anyway. Yeah, it's like yeah. theme stuff, too. You're looking for, like, Joker riddles and, like, yeah, like I said, GTA, you're shooting pigeons. So, yeah, no, I, I think didn't, I, I didn't did enjoy Arkham City enough to, like, I, I'm pretty sure I did everything in Arkham City just because I had so much fun doing it. I think I, wasn't I, feel, I did a lot of it, of the but Joker, like... Or some of the Riddler stuff in Arkham City. Ar- there was like some of like the jump puzzles or whatever. I think I just wasn't good enough to do some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think Arkham City just started maybe adding too much for me. Too much of that. I, it was I don't a know lot. If, if that's a fair criticism, but like... I did a lot mm-hmm. of it. I definitely didn't do all of it. Just because like... I think like the Riddler... Th- there was one of the collectible things you did that had like 400 of them. Like a ridiculous number. And it's like, alright, I'm not going to do that. See, yeah, that's no, the definitely. thing, you know, like, I, I happened to enjoy that game so much while I was playing it that I just, sure, sure. I went for it without sure. thinking, you know, it's it completely context, context. It grabs you, yeah. I do like looking on the, you know, if you click on Steam, you clean your achievements, and then you go to the top, 
you can click compare against global and see how many people got that achievement versus you. That is fun. Like what your rarest yeah. achievement is or something. That's that is neat. fun. I'm so surprised by how I was when I was a teenager with achievables, where uh, I'm pretty sure I have like maybe close to 100,000 achievement points on my uh, 360. Damn. Okay. And just nowadays, I'm like, wow. I don't fucking care about a single thing in achievements. That, I don't care at all. Yeah. That's a lot. I feel like I had a lot, but I feel like it was still in the range of 50 to 60. I, I have no idea. I haven't logged on. Me and Kurt had the uh, highest uh, achievement points before Kurt was destroyed. Alright, who's our fact checker guy? We have to have that. The podcast um, people are requiring us to. We'll hire Vito on on a, uh, on a contract basis to do that work. Basis. Yeah. Right. But we'll still make him, still ask him questions and make him do commentary. <laughs> so it's like he's still here. We just pay him nothing. All right, yeah, Vito, so we, like can, we, we can find a space for you. Yeah. Yeah, more way, suitable to your skills. <laughs> By the way, Greg, yeah. I, uh, I, I think part of that, the fact that you'd be more likely to do it in your in your childhood and your young days is because your horizons have expanded so much beyond what you had access to back then now you know uh that's, now your horizons that, have expanded so much further beyond the limited amount of games you had back in the day yeah now you, so exactly uh, you know now you like you anime maxed out the potential of whatever <laughs> now i like anime john likes to make fun of me and no one ever stops him I uh, I looked it up. I looked it up. I do not have a hundred thousand. I was wrong. Oh, I have. It's two hundred thousand. Eighty-seven thousand four hundred and eighty. Hey, that ain't bad though. Now, Can you do me a favor? I'm looking yes, at Andy's up. right now. Oh yes, my god! Please. Crush him! Crush him! Kill him! Forty-seven thousand three hundred forty-seven. All right, well, Greg's the new host of the podcast. Uh, I look right, me up look, too. So all right, hang on a second. Look, look at look at John and Flask. Let's round out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Magic Man. Three one three. Nope, that's not you anymore. Oh, that's no, no, me. No, no, Fuck that's a. The one, that's the one. <laughs> hey, no. That, that's the one that he used that whole time. That'd be funny uh, otherwise. <laughs> Are you not on my friends list, dude? You're not on my wow, friends list. Wow, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Don't make yeah, you're not on my friends list. Myself. All right, the go flask. to flask. I'll keep looking this up. Yeah. This is this is this you? A thousand four hundred and five? No, that can't Impossible. be. Impossible. No, he is one friend. Flash toss? No, it is not. Wouldn't Hold do on. that. His is just flash toss. If you can look at my friends, I don't know if, that, if you look at friends of friends. I know I have John and Flask on there. Uh, Kurt, Kurt's still earning achievements. He's right now playing Call of Duty. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that's not I cannot fair. find you both. I'm he sorry. He never stopped. All right. Or well, whatever. Maybe they'll find it. Yeah, moving on. So we don't yeah. On that. yeah. Just knowing better. Was, what? Uh, before we did move on, I just want to go. I think that's a great point. I mean, when I was a kid, I would get like three or four games a year around Christmas time, like new games. I mean, yes. And so, like, you know, there's there's a big incentive to like mine out that game. You know. Yeah. Like, it's got to. Yes. You know, I, I can I agree with that. Of it too. I have such disposable income from gambling uh, that I just buy games fucking like crazy. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Before we get into that, I'm sorry. Andy, this is 47,000? Mine was 37. What's yours? Oh, 30. No, yours was 47, Andy. 
Oh, mine was Those 40. Are, you okay, said 37. I said 47. I heard 37. I'm sw- I, swear uh, I said, said 40. Put the playback, whatever. Either way, those are embarrassing numbers compared to my 53,000. 53, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's actually kind of wow, that that's pretty so impressive, close. dude. I would assume that, that mine is... would actually be much lower than all yours. Like, that would be my my expectation. It could be. I don't know. I mean, you 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 had GameFly, I think, for a while too. Maybe you even still do. Right. And uh, you were, no. you were using that. I I had it for a bit. I mean, then Ripclaw uh, had an additional eight thousand. So and I guess yeah, problem. you combine them together, dude. All right, folks. Well, some overlap here. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, we're in fresh round table here. Yeah, we're in my round table. I'm on the All table. Right. I'm dancing on the tape. Uh, small adjustment to one of the things I said about RE2 last time. Uh, the game does provide a hand wave explanation as to why uh, Mr. X is on his mission. But it's it's so much weaker than in the original that I think my brain just skipped over it. Um, again, it's just a... It's we have just to a, pull that episode now? Are you kidding me? What? We have to pull that episode? Yeah, yeah. It's not a retraction. Right. It's just an updating of... There is a hand wave explanation given in the game but it's just it's like so shitty compared to the original that i didn't even register it um but that was a that was a minor nitpick anyway because i i feel like last time i had more complaints complaints than praise but i'm still playing the game over and over you know so that should tell you how much i enjoy it and uh well for sure it really is a special independent child of its own you know how many steam hours you got on it? Oh no, I don't. Are you considering getting RE three now? I did buy it. It was it went on sale for like the lowest price Class. on Steam. So when you beat it, do you want to play Resistance together? Oh no, I guess you're I can gonna, buy are it. You gonna take some time in between, and you think you're gonna go right into it? Probably gonna go right into it. I'm kind of in that. Oh, he's feeling that it. Zone. I'm in the Raccoon City zone. Right, right. I feel you. One more minor nitpick. I forgot last time. Yeah, because I forgot so much practice on RE2 just now. Yeah. Um, one one last minor nitpick I forgot last time. The final boss of Leon's campaign uses the design of a different boss from Resident Evil 1 instead of the actual design from the original Resident Evil 2. And it makes me mad because I think the real design from Resident Evil 2, the original, is the sickest shit. And it's probably my favorite. My, one of my favorite tyrant designs, probably my favorite tyrant design, the the super tyrant from Resident Evil 2 original is probably my favorite tyrant design. I would have loved to see that design uh, updated for the remake in glorious uh, 2019 graphics. But unfortunately, for some reason, they chose to just like make the super tyrant uh, look like the proto tyrant from Resident Evil 1. I don't know why, but it's it's worse in my opinion. You heard it here, everybody. Two well, thumbs down. I'm glad everyone's allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> yes. It is an amazing game. All right, Floss, what else you got? It's fun. That's all my shit. Okay. I'm taking it and so, leaving. You can go, you can go on without me. And but I'll be here. Right. I suppose I'm going to go on to the King of Keeley. John, two questions yeah. for you. Okay. What have you been doing recently? And question number two. What is it making you happy? Those are oh, my questions, dude. Similar you can't, questions. You can't have those. Oh, 
I'm gonna yeah, take them and eat them up. Dum, 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 dum. All right, let's see. Video game wise, <laughs> uh, I've been playing a little game that just came out of early access, 1.0 style. Hades. Hades. Perhaps yes. you've heard of it. Yes, I have. All right, buy all Super right. Giant well, games. For those of you who haven't, uh, you buy Super Giant Games, a roguelite that takes place. Uh, in Hades, you play the extra fake son of Hades, Agrius. <laughs> like he's uh, an extra and a fake, or he is extra fake, or he is fake in the sense that they invented him for this game. Well, exactly. So, I mean, they're okay. all fake, well, but see, he is extra actually, fake because they invented him for this game, right? Or no? Let me be honest here. Oh. Uh, so, I read that AMA they posted earlier. He is not fake, but he comes from, like, one reference they found. And oh, was someone's Sisyphus? fan fiction. Yeah, Sisyphus' fan fiction. So, yeah, maybe maybe it was from Sisyphus, but like the idea was that uh that that alone kind of like inspired them a lot with you know who is this person and the fact that there wasn't much known about him gave them a lot of ground to work with. So like that's pretty neat. He's not know that. he's not completely made up, but he's like just very you know very ninety nine percent made up. Yeah, I think, uh, that's the, think that's the gig. So yeah, he plays Agrius on a mission to get to the surface to find your mama, Persephone, and your your papa. Hades says, "Don't go up there, boy. It ain't it ain't your place." And you say, "Fuck you, Dad. I'm doing <laughs> it anyways." You so you start going up there, and you gotta fight a bunch of minions, and then eventually you may get up there. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for you. But, uh, yeah, classic. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, what all has changed since it's uh, coming to 1.0? Like, is it. Is it uh, is it, uh, so yeah, I just want to say, like, it's like a brand early, new game, or. No, definitely not. But it's not a bad thing. Early access game has been quite a while. I feel like it's been over a year. Definitely been over a year, I mean. But even since I, I hopped on. But, um,. As Agrius, the you know when you before you start each run, you go into like your chamber and you get to pick the weapon you're gonna use for the next run. Uh, and I think when it was an early access, it started with just two weapons. You have like the sword and a bow. And now there's a sword, there's a bow, there's a shield, there's like like a gun, there's a spear, and there's like That's these cool. gauntlets. They've you know they've added guns. Uh, I definitely noticed a few new enemies just from the last update that I played, which was probably like six months ago. Um, and then before you, there was a boss you would get to, uh, no spoilies, and you would beat the boss, and then the game didn't have an ending, so you would just, you, well, you'd just die, and then you'd have to restart. So now there's an ending, uh, typical roguelike fashion, you have to go through the ending multiple times to keep getting little bits of story, and I'm sure either there's going to be like an extra like ending or, or... Yeah, a true ending. Something like that. I'm still doing that right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a great game. It feels good. Um, you know, it's fast combat. There's a lot of options with the weapon. And each weapon has, uh, they call them aspects, like four different aspects. And they each aspect has like a different trait for the weapon. Like my favorite so weapon is... So a lot of different variability. Even yeah, yeah. Weapons. Exactly. I, I like to use the Aegis shield. And normally it's just like a little Captain America shield you can throw. And it bounces between like a number of people the more you upgrade it. Uh, but the aspect that I pick, um, it turns into like this very large like hover shield and you throw it out and it just kind of goes in like a straight line 
and like hovers and then you press Y to pull it back in. So like, you know, when I'm playing the game, I'm balancing like the Zagreus, but I'm also, it's like almost a second character that I try and like trail along with me because, you know, it follows me when I call it back. So that's like, it's cool. Small little cool detail. So, you know, it's just one weapon aspect out of many. And it completely changes how you play the game. Uh, Damn, that is kind of cool. I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds awesome. A lot of people have been calling this like their favorite roguelite. Do you think that is true wow. for you, or I don't know I think if Bonnie I would say. Well, I would say Bind of Isaac and even Enter the Gungeon, and a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people don't like Enter the Gungeon too. I guess. Um, Hades definitely. Like for okay, for your bang for your buck, it's definitely up there. If not, you know, top. Top top guys, top guys, top guys. Yeah, there's so much to unlock. Like, there's so much stuff I'm not even mentioning. I, I, I could, we could have a whole podcast. Me just talking about the mechanics of the game and like the progression. You know, because it's a roguelike. That you know, you're supposed to. You know, when you start, you're underpowered. You're gonna die in like the first or second floor, and then slowly as the game goes on, you retain up, yeah. more powers as you go. And while you're playing, you're getting like the the random powers from different gods. Um. So, you know, it's just, it's there's a lot to go over, but it's all good. I really don't have anything, I don't even really have anything bad to say about the game. I can't even really nitpick. If we ever I think just I forgot need, like... that it was, oh, go ahead. I, th I think, I think I forgot that it was a roguelite, or a roguelike. Oh, because, yeah. Because uh, all their other games are just, I, I assumed it was like their other games, but this right. is like kind of a semi-new direction for them, I guess. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you die. You there's like a you wake up in this hub area where you can go around and talk to different characters and upgrade stuff. And there's little storylines that are going on while you're like in the little hub area. Like you can run into Achilles and he's got a thing going on, and you can run into uh, I don't know all their names. Who's the person who played the music? Who's music person? Oh, uh, <laughs> give me some music uh, names. Hermes. He's got no. that uh little thing no. that arm. What's his name? It's, um, I'll look it up. Orpheus. I mean, you got Dionysus. Orpheus. Dor Orpheus. Oh, I thought you were talking about the music director of the game, Darren. Oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I meant the little people running around. And then these are the people you can talk to in the hub world, and they have their own little storylines that you unfold throughout the game as you go through. Okay. So that part is sort of similar to their previous games. A little bit, yeah. I guess. Like, and they're just like the gameplay loop is more roguelike. Yeah, very heavy action. You have roguelite. Just do it over. Get stronger. Do it over. Yes. Um, besides that, going a little, a little back in the past, I had a game in the backlog here for a while. I've never played it. Uh, I've heard good things. Uh, Dragon Age Origins. What? Ayo. I don't know anything about the game besides it's, uh, you know, nice really old Republic good. folk. Uh, yeah, and everyone's saying it's good. I, it was bought for me, the Ultimate Edition. <laughs> so I started it. I went with the Dwarf uh, Pathline. Uh, there's different, like, starting, I guess, starting storylines. Dwarf yes. Noble? or Dwarf Noble, uh, baby. Okay. That's actually the first one I ever did, Dragon Age Origins. Nice. Funny enough. I did, I did Human Noble. I was boring. Let me just say, <laughs> fuck the Grey Wardens. <laughs> fuck the Grey Wardens. Oh, yeah? Fuck the Grey Wardens. That's all. I'm only, let's see, I have three... Three hours in the game. I think, uh, I'm not even going to worry about spoilers here because 
I don't know. The game feels pretty It's an old-ass old game, dude. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you're joining the Grey Wardens, and that guy wants to back out, and they kill him. And I'm like, dude, just let him back out. He ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> there was no option to be like, fuck the Grey Wardens. But I'm going to get mine. Don't worry. I forgot that guy's name, but he'll get his revenge. <laughs> I will oh, avenge I watch you. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, game. I would watch you play it if you streamed it later on. Yeah, the only problem, I mean, I would stream, the only problem is it's like a kind of a game where I'll put it on, but then I'm like, I guess I'm doing, like, other stuff, because, you know, it's so easy just to pause it. Oh, Everything, yeah, no, I feel play, you. Just play space no, I, I, I totally get you. Yeah, that I, would be a fun I'm one. the same way in those games, yeah. And then... That's a fun-ass game. Uh, TV and movie-wise, I don't think I've, uh, just watching a lot of cartoons. Hell yeah. Not, not Japanese <laughs> ones. Oh, I think child cartoons. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> before, like before we move too far away, I just you think Dragon Age still holds up pretty well? Because I was uh, thinking of doing a replay of it when uh, I mean, EA yeah. Play gets added to Game Pass. That's the one thing I don't like. It could just be my small brainedness. Uh, my controller just did not work. Well, all right. So the game is like so old. I don't know if you've, you've sometimes I don't know. You get a game on Steam and you start it and you know it's fucking old because like. It has its own startup window, and it's like, oh, go do the settings here and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then you yes. start it up, and, like, you can't fuck with anything, and everything's very fragile. Yes. Kind of like playing Knights of the Old Republic or something. Um, yeah. Besides that, yeah, I mean, I've been having fun. Uh, the combat's yeah. a little, like, in the very first, I guess, I didn't think the tutorial did a great job. But I've played, like, you know, like I said, Knights of the Old Republic before, so I kind of knew how the whole, their you pause the and, yeah, I knew the score. Um. The dialogue's still good. I I was I mean not even good. It's great. I was impressed by how many options I had, and you just it just reminds you how shitty games are nowadays that you're so yes. impressed by something like that. Uh, yep. But yeah. Yeah. Still good. And from the okay. sounds of it, you're just barely into it, so you got a yeah. lot to go. Yeah. And then that and that's all you got, John. That's all I got. Do you have the DLC for that game too? Did you get the complete edition? Do you know? Uh, I got the ultimate edition, so I'm assuming this oh, comes yeah, with sure. deals, yeah, all DLCs. Yeah. That's just good. Or it's fucking better. It when, is very and good. When you're done, before you shelve it, I highly recommend going back and at least doing the all the other origins because they are all pretty different and pretty good. Yes. So it's fun. To, it's fun to see the different origin stories. That game has so much fucking content. <laughs> like, surprise! It really, it really does. It's different origins too. Or such it's kind of baffling story. how much content that game has. Yeah, and all the origins have their own. Well, no, I won't. Oh wait, we'll talk about it later. Um. All right, cool. Thanks, Sean. Let's move on to the current and maybe future Veto Brain, Greg. It's such an awful title, and I hope I get rid of it soon. Um, you say that, I, but I bet, but you could just throw the game. I bet you won't. Okay. He won't no do balls. it. He won't. He won't do it. No um. Balls. But anyway, I guess I really haven't done anything because I've been super busy. Uh, I've only done two weird things. I've been playing a lot of uh, World of Warcraft again because uh, something is coming out. No, that's what's weird is what I'm very... doing in fucking World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh, so okay. I was doing so far. Uh, that sounds in character. I've been uh, so I've been doing like the secrets of the game, 
which are like these like there's just secrets in the game. Uh, and this one I was doing the other day, uh, it's called, it was to get a belt, like a secret belt that was like hidden somewhere in the map. And it took me, I think, a total of eight hours to complete the secret and get the belt. That's a lot of belt hours. <laughs> Damn. It's a belt that tells me the time, and it's called uh, the waste of time. <laughs> a wrist belt? Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. That's funny. That is a good but I, I did that. Um, and then I guess I've only, I guess I bought, a that Mario collection thing, and I've been playing Sunshine the whole time. How's that going? Um, Sunshine not good. good I'm not, I realized I'm not good at Mario games. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, run and jump, right? Just run and jump, yeah, right? And then you put a, it's just the controllers are really bad. Oh, really no. upsetting. Uh, Wait, the controllers or the controls? The controls. Oh, it's, no. it's not yeah. like it was back in the day, man. It's like, if I can pull up the controller. I guess it must be weird adapting a GameCube game. So I'm looking at my controller, and basically it's the, though. the A button is to jump, the B button is to jump, the Y button is to dash, and the X button is to change your nozzle. And it's so fucking confusing to me because I accidentally jump with A, then I jump with B and I fuck myself up. It's it's very weird, but it's Wait, very you can't fun. Jump the controls. Nope, you cannot remap the controls. Yeah. Unlike a, a an emulator, a real an emulator. One. <laughs> yeah. Which it's funny because it 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 is an emulator, so you know there's a way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Really, right? It's crazy. If you want to get, uh, if anyone wants a good breakdown of how those games are being emulated, the YouTube channel Modern Vintage Gamer. Uh, who who does a lot of emulation videos? He uh, does like a an internal teardown of what exactly they're using internally. Mm, you, well, that's after, cool. Does he does he talk at all? Uh, just while we're on this, yeah, is a sixty dollar price justified with the work I was put into emulating these? You think? Uh basically, what he says is like, I don't want to do him, you know, no justice here. Sure. But uh, he says that. While there there is technical emulation skill on display, like the, the the team who emulated who who configured this emulation does have skill, and so they it's it's not like they just threw it on, you know, <laughs> it's it's not okay, a sure it's not a uh, an effortless cash grab. Um, okay. Whether it's worth sixty dollars, I don't think he really. Um, I don't think it was worth sixty dollars, but I I don't think anybody's really saying that it's worth that price. Yeah, for sure. Yahoo! I mean, for, for I other reasons, reasons, reasons well, I guess play, the, uh, the artificial scarcity is 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 pretty shitty. But it is nice that you get to play Sunshine on the Switch. I was gonna say that's just what I like. I'm able to play Sunshine on the Switch. I don't have to be fucking on my computer like a freaky goblin man. Maybe sure into the Switch. Yeah, the Switch is nice. Yeah. When you have to go out and do things. I mean, I don't bring my Switch out in public because I'm not a fucking degenerate. But, uh, it's nice. Alright, cool. Is that, is that all you got? Really? Yeah. I've been, uh, busy with know. my life. You ever seen Man, a TV are... show before? No anime? No. Real, I don't want to talk about anime because you guys just make fun of me and be mean to me. I'll, I'll bring up something that we can all we can all relate to. The boys is still good. 
<laughs> Dude. Yeah. I have to stop watching I... that at work. Definitely have to stop watching that at work. <laughs> Why are you watching it at work? Because I'm just doing like it always yeah, shows up on Friday. No and when I work at Friday, I'm I mainly like just doing the like, computer work for a large chunk of the day. Yeah. Are you so talking about like, the last scene of the most recent episode? Spoiler alert for the boys, nah, maybe? I, I haven't watched the last few episodes yet. Wow, oh, okay. you okay. fucking ruined it for him. Now he knows fake, there's fake stuff gamer. happening. Well, the last I episode I watched I with my meat manager upstairs, and it was really funny. Flash, from what do I know about the comics, I think the last episode is going to really tickle your brain. Mm, okay, okay. Ep- ep- episode 5. I mean, I'm curious to hear yeah. what you think. Yeah, right. uh, I should do that. Soon. Cool. All right. Well, oh, uh, anime! All the animes are gonna end soon. By the way, kids. So yeah, if you're watching so one, on. they're just gonna. The season's almost over. My hero's just about to start, though, right? I believe so. Man, so wait, the manga's it, getting rough, do, dude. I does a new not... season start immediately with different shows? Like, is that the way anime works? It's just a bunch. Uh, it's basically split up into four seasons, and they have each. Each season is just a bunch of different anime shows. Like, some get continued on for an extra season, or they're just a 24-episode season. I got you, okay. I'm like an issue or two behind in the manga. Don't say anything. Ah, oh, John, I just... I want to talk to someone about it. Wait, when you say it's getting rough, do you mean in quality? No, no. like in uh, what's oh. happening. Okay. Oh, it's pretty badass in quality right now. It, dude, it's pretty fucking cool. Every All time right, I well, catch thanks, up, Greg. I stop again. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> that, just, that's why I can never, I can never read an ongoing comic, or I've never even yeah, really read a manga. Dude, I, I would love I to count how many fucking mangas I'm reading. Mangas and anime I'm reading. It's a fucking lot, dude. I'll be so frustrated with reason. like, I'll be so frustrated with. I mean, what got me with Invincible? I eventually just had to put it away and reread it a long time after. See, that's what happens. Uh, yeah. That's you, why I'm you reading catch so up, many. And then, like, a month later, you don't... It's not all fresh in the brain anymore. And, like, characters are referencing stuff that you have a much more fuzzy recollection yep. on, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I read a lot because I usually can't... Like, I usually get caught up and I'm like, damn, dude. Oh, it's on hiatus? I guess I'll find something else to watch <laughs> or read. And then I yeah. end up I mean, reading, like, 300 things. There's nothing you can really do about it because obviously there's a lot of thought and work put into producing the thing, but man, you wish that you could somehow turn the dial up on that and make it a lot faster. I 100% agree. I actually want to talk about one anime. So I there's an yeah, anime sure. I'm watching, and it is we got time. possibly my favorite anime of all time. It's called all right. uh, ReZero. I don't know the full name. It shows how much I know. Uh, like starting life in another world. I've talked yeah. about this before. You have recommended it to me on several occasions. I've recommended it numerous times. Dude, this new season is so goddamn good. I 100% think everyone should watch it. Jeez, what okay. makes it your favorite anime, though? Well, I just, I like the story a lot. Story. Okay, cool. I like the story and I like the places it goes to. And then how, uh, I like the guy's uh, special power. Is that a spoiler if you just say what it is, or ah, uh, kind of? Okay, okay, we won't we won't go there then. This guy also watches and enjoys Shield Hero, so I don't know. I like Shield Hero; that's a favorite too. <laughs> and Goblin Slayer is also my favorite. <laughs> yeah, but also Sword Art Online is so you know take that how that is. Mm. That just ended also. 
I did it. Yeah, Sword Art Online, which is funny to me. I hate it so much, but I watch it every week, and I'm like, every week I say, God damn, why the fuck did I watch that? And the next week I'm watching it again. All just because I like the cool sword fights. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> and I just love Sword Art Online. So you like the Sword Art, would you say? I love the Sword Art, and I love the online. For, for the longest time when people spoke of that, or I saw advertisements for it, I thought it was an MMO. It's, it and takes you'd place be surprised. In an MMO. It takes place in uh yeah, it takes oh, place in a few MMOs. Oh, I know what it is now. Not the newest yeah. season though. Hey, I uh I played the dot hack games when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> basically dot hack is just sort out online but better. The progenitor. <laughs> I will say my only issue with Sword Art Online is that he, the guy does it like four different times, I think. Or he does it a few times. But he gets like super in he's super into like Girls almost getting raped, and it is not. I am not into it. Every time it happens, I'm like, dude, rough. You're killing me with this. They're they're video game characters, right? You well, think, right? I you think that. getting raped in a video game would be uh not cool. You're raped in a game. You're raped in real life. <laughs> The rules. Yeah. Maybe just, you should watch Sword Art, John. Maybe uh, that happened. Greg, it just makes me think of when you all were watching Goblin Slayer, and I was like, you know what? I'll I'll take a chance in this anime thing. And the <laughs> and first thing is uh, the goblins raping a girl. Yeah, <laughs> no, I literally joined on that scene, and I I I think I just stopped watching it, and I haven't joined one of your anime watches since. <laughs> Dude, that listen. is a uh, that's a plebeian filter. <sighs> Fuck. Plebeian I watched, filter. I was watching. Flash prefers if all the animes have one of those scenes <laughs> right at the right beginning. Doesn't have to be a lot of anime, like a shit ton. And I remember I was watching one, and Noxo messaged me, and he was like, "Hey man, yeah, you want to do this?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm watching anime." And he's like, "Put it up." And I was like, "Oh uh, yeah, I don't... We, we've we've heard did we this talk story about before? <laughs> yeah. Did I talk about it on the podcast? I think yes, I oh, least twice." Dude. Man, that's funny then. I keep bringing that up because it's a funny fucking story. And it's embarrassing. It's good. I love it. Alright, Greg, is that all you got? That's it. That's all I got, man. I'm sorry. No big deal. Alright. I, I'm going to work from the bottom up. I oh, guess. boy. Uh, not, not on my list, but okay. So I've got... Uh, I started Star Trek The Next Generation on Netflix. What? It's my first Star Trek thing. And I gotta say, it's a lot better than I expected. Um, I'm around season two of the next generation. Okay. Uh, But I, you know, I'm not saying I watched every episode. I had a lot of episodes on the background. Uh, The show's a lot smarter than I expected. I I expected a lot more (laughs) cheesy, uh, schlocky kind of stuff, I guess. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But no, 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 I mean, you know, Picard solves problems using his brain. Uh, John, yes. you last night you were mentioning the episode where they go into the holodeck and Data wants to create a um enemy that can defeat Sherlock Holmes, right? <laughs> and uh they they accidentally create an enemy that can defeat Data, so it ends up with Moriarty getting sentience. I mean, you 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 were talking about that episode like very shortly after I watched it, and man, you're you're right. It's such a good episode. It's like it's a classic. I'm not surprised you would like that episode. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. I'm just appeals directly <laughs> to me. Yeah. Uh, the AI stuff and all that consciousness, sentience. Um, no, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, no, I'm and like maybe it was a you more. know, pe- people ain't lying when they say that that is the smart series. Uh, you know, TOS is sort of the the thinking man's action series, and then DS9 is more like character focused, and Voyagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a mixture, um, but definitely not as smart, from what I understand. TNG, mm, yeah, okay. no, uh, well written, uh, you know, concept. Uh, sci-fi intellectual stuff i, I like it well, well, it's so well higher concept than i than i imagined you know yeah. i was expecting sci-fi junk food um that's not really what i got which is good and now you see why people are like why can't we have more of that <laughs> why yes, why must I, we be roiling in the depths of like discovery and picard right now instead of uh, enjoying the the or return to the halcyon days of TNG. I feel you. A live long and prosper. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, brother. <laughs> I started Dragon's Dogma, a game that I had bought a long time ago. It was super cheap, and I'd only played the tutorial, never played past. And now I'm considerable ways in. Like Greg thinks I'm about a third of the way in. Darker Risen um, or Darker yeah, Risen, yeah, Darker with, Risen. with all the okay. updates and all that. Um, man, there's so much about that game that I love. Like the combat is so fun, the movement is great. Uh, th- there's some stuff that I really don't like. That's just kind of data mechanic stuff. Like the stamina in that game is really annoying. Managing your stamina, I feel like games have taken away or have gone away from trying to punish you for running around in the world as much. Uh, traversing the world, like, the world is big, and there's, like, big monsters that fight you and that kind of thing. And, uh, man, it can be, it can take forever to get from point A to point B. That's the main and, thing I remember about the game. <laughs> travel time. Yes, there's travel time is so big. And, like, sometimes it's cool. Like, sometimes, you know, you go through the night, and, like, it's an adventure. You're going to unknown places. Sometimes you're just retreading the same path you've tread ten times, and you're just ready for it to be over. Yes. Uh, I've since learned that there's a, f- a fast travel mechanic that's in Dark Arisen that I weren't that I would not have known about had I not read about it online. So that is great, um, and that is just given to you. So, huh? Um, I only ever played the original vanilla one. No, so, I didn't so know about in, that. in Dark Arisen, just in your storage inexplicably is an Eternal Fairy Stone. So. Uh, the, the fairy stone takes you back to a port to port crystals, and um, they added more port crystals in the game. So like, the, you, I can fast travel to Grand Soren, or I can fast travel to uh, the first town, whatever it's called, Casadas or something like that. I see. Huh. Yeah. The AI in that game is really cool, in my opinion. Like the the friendly AI, the pawn system is really neat. I'm enjoying that a lot. I'm enjoying swapping out my hired pawns. Loving up my main pawn. And I think the the friendly AI is a lot more reactive and smarter than uh, what feels like a lot of games get to these days. <laughs> and so, like, the game has a lot of fetch quests and, like, boring open world shit that I don't mind doing because the combat is so fun. It's kind of where I'm settling on the game right now. Yeah, the the other main thing that I I enjoyed about that game, 
from what I remember, is just how how open it feels uh, in terms of all the mechanics. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, there's so many options about what you can do. Absolutely. Um, and even yeah. how the game plays out based on your decisions. Sure. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a Mystic Archer right now. My main pawn is a Battle Sorceress. So, but at any point, I feel like I can switch to something completely different and be fine. It's, sure. it's cool. Greg, I know you're a big fan of this game. I uh, it is definitely a top favorite game of mine. I'm uh, I agree with you. There's it's there's a lot of really good in that game, but there is definitely a bunch of shit in that game as well. Yeah, but I mean, uh, so far it's fun. You know, I, I want to play it as soon as the podcast's over. So it's always a good metric to go by how enjoyable the thing is. It's funny because I have another friend that's playing it. And you talking about it, I ended up re-downloading it, and I'm probably going to end up playing it again. Hell yeah. And, you know, maybe we got we got a Netflix show, maybe there's a sequel in the works. God, I hope. Can only hope. Uh, shit, did... Dark Arisen doesn't have Into Free as the opening song, nope. does it? Oh my nope, god. What What is even the point of playing that game without Into Free well, at the beginning? Well, the good news is, there is a mod for it. <laughs> oh man. That's a day yeah, one. I don't mod care for about me. your about your stupid nerd music, whatever. I will never do pushing me. Uh, that was so cool. I remember getting that game, putting it in my Xbox, going upstairs to get something to drink, and that fucking music was blasting. I was like, this is gonna be fucking <laughs> a good game. <laughs> <laughs> it's so misplaced and yet it works so goddamn well. <laughs> it pumps you up so much. Yup. Alright. Uh, I also finished Disco Elysium. Ooh. Um, hey, congratulations! I'm gonna I'm gonna go pretty deep into spoiler territory. So, spoiler warning for <gasps> Disco Elysium Flask. I think it's like fifty five ish minutes in right now. Um, okay. Yes, uh, I, I didn't capture the first few minutes, so I'm kind of estimating. Um, and so Greg, do you want me to move you to the spoiler bunker? Yes, I don't know if please. You care about Thank you. Okay. Go, yeah. go forth into the bunker. I'm just kidding about all that. I didn't finish the game. I just want to do a <laughs> performance review of Greg, actually. But I saw the credits. Nah, I'm kidding. Spoilers for Disco Elysium until one oh nine seventeen. Ah, uh, man, what a game! I almost don't know where I want to start when I want to talk about that game because there's just so there's such a rich well thought out experience i feel like there's a lot i could pull out of there yeah um man you guys have kind of digested the game longer than me you guys got any final spoiler thoughts on it i forget uh, many things <laughs> and my brain is become mush so i don't have that much like uh interesting <laughs> Uh, thoughts on it at this point because so many things have really like replaced it um, yeah for and sure. i never did do a second run which probably would have helped cement it um but i mean i feel like you know we had that discussion uh such as it was between us two andy and um yes i think i was sort of like as we were talking bringing some stuff back but it's 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 tough for me <laughs> sure okay no, I get that. John, what, what about you? Well, I did watch you beat the game, so it's a little bit more fresh for me. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. 
I was kind of I I love the ending of this game. You know, you obviously super spoilers. You know, you've wrapped up around the the town or whatever, and you go to the island and you're talking to this guy and you're starting to piece everything together and you're so focused on it. You're like, all right, this is it, we're done, and then boom, it hits you with the fucking chrysalid. <laughs> oh, dude, that was intense, right? That and was I, insane. I, I think that at least, well, the only people I know that have been it are me, Flask, and you. I think all of us um, have, like, tended to the traps or weren't, like, an asshole to those people. Why? So and I'm assuming it is, but I, I always wondered if that's, like, an automatic thing that'll always happen. You know what I mean? Like, it, it always Do you want me to tell you? you? I, I've I looked into some stuff. Yeah, 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 go ahead and tell me. I don't care. The, the Phasmid will always appear. Okay, I thought so. But I think whether you can approach it and whether you get proof of it, you know, there's oh, yeah. a lot of it's the proof things is that the main are... thing, I believe. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all that was my second thing. I wonder if you can fuck up taking the photo. And if you do, I just that won't just treat you like shit when you get back. <laughs> I, I, I think, saw a large I, I think so. mantis. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean I love the game. It's still great. It's still still funny watching you play it. Uh I, can't, I, I guess I wish it was more. Yeah, um, dude. I mean, it's my okay, so I, it well, was, I, I know I just kind of said, like, uh, got done saying I love the ending, and I still do. It is, I guess, a little abrupt. Um, and I don't know where, how else they could have done it, but you know, you come back from the island, and then immediately you, know, you talk to the people, and it's over. Uh, like I guess I, it does tell you I before you I, go to the island, like, hey, make sure you're done with shit. I think it's because. Uh, Flash kind of pointed this out when, and when I was talking to him about it, and I, I completely agree. I think the climax of the game is um, the confrontation with Titus. Like the ending yeah. is, yeah, the ending the is is everything. Yeah, sequence. the ending is everything that happens after two days. You know what I mean? So like going to the island, confronting the plasmid, confronting the cause of the end. That's all meant to be part of like the epilogue, maybe to the game. The Danny You know what I mean? Yeah, you're gonna yeah, the um... I definitely suggest you do another playthrough because uh, so Flash, you know when you go to the bunker on the island, for you mm-hmm. you know talk to the old man, you go to sleep and you have that like vision. You talk to yeah, you, I can't believe I missed boy. that. He, he didn't take a nap there, so he never had that like. Uh, it's like long. It's like twenty or thirty. Well, I mean, like twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. You like talking to this lady? The door is I'm a slow reader though, so maybe it's a little longer for me. But yeah, you're talking to, like a, a vision of your wife, but it's like the statue. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't do that. He just he didn't take the nap. Huh. Now that part I thought would have been like story must do material, but I, I guess it wasn't. Yeah, it's I don't like know why I didn't do the do, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't do the nap. I guess I felt like I had more important things to do. I was. I, I, I did kind of think like, about that too. I think I saved before I took it when I played mine. I was like, I don't want to take this nap. Then yeah. the guy gets away, and it's like, you're an idiot. That's exactly yeah. what I was worried about. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was probably exactly what I was worried about. And I mean that game makes you worry about that kind of stuff. It's just a strength to its to its writing that like that kind of thing could have happened, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think that moment is is amazing in that game. You know, one of the things that I I love most about this world is just how much it tricks you. It pulls you in with this very human character, very relatable guy, or. You know, even if you can't relate to him, you can start to understand him to a certain extent. And, like, everything in the game is just so distinctly human. 
And you you come into these like dumb little mysteries, like the corrupted, like the doomed commercial area, right? And then the church that's just quiet in one area. And you know, if you're like me, I love that. <laughs> and it, it especially played to like my character where I was playing a high int, very low psyche character, high int, high motorics. I think is what I was specking in. So you know, I was kind of playing to that, and I was like, okay, so whatever. It's probably just a, f- a facet of the architecture that uh, makes that one spot quiet. So you go through the whole quest, and then like, no, there's actually something really fucking weird there. There's actually like a hole in the world, and it's like destroying the church. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of. It's like okay, so this world is a little weird. And what I'm getting at is that you go all the way through that, and then you f- this fucking phasma's real, and you find out that the fucking pale is real, and like, you know, this is not like an alternate history type thing. This is just a completely distinct and very weird world that these people are just kind of like trying to survive in. And man, and the world building that, is so good. The world building is so good. I mean, it's 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 so good. It, it speaks that you can, like, think that you completely understand the world and then have that encounter. And, like, you know, you you realize that you don't understand it near as much as you think you do. But also, you're not, like, upset or, like, conf- you're, you're good confused. You know what I mean? Because it reflects yeah. the real world. You know, you don't understand everything. You can investigate and research. but Right. Right. And so, that's, that's the thing is that the game is just so reflective of the real world is maybe like a good way to put it so like, well realized in its own world building that yeah you can do that in the world building you have all these different political ideologies and you can subscribe you know you, there's fascism there's um moralism uh, which is i guess kind of centrism in this game there's communism and there's ultra liberalism you can c- kind of subscribe to any of those like you even got the thought cabinet and everything and the mm-hmm. way each of those are presented is that you know, it's, it's presented as this like extremely rosy and good thing. And then you see throughout the game how that's not true, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't go as far as to say that ideology is useless. You know, it's very, it's very nuanced in, in what it does. Like how all the communists in the game are like preaching the humanitarian values, but we know that the, the failure of communism is what kind of like, led to a lot of what we're seeing here. And, like, a communist is the murderer in the game. You know what I mean? Yes. And then we see how what we would normally interpret as the good guy choice in one of these and the cop choice, the moralist choice, how that's, you know, you you learn on that thought. If you get the centrist cop choice, which I did, and I learned on it, then you get, you know, the choice tells you that it's not about doing the right thing. It's about, you know, keeping the status quo, retaining control. And that, like, helps you understand that, like, what what the cop faction, the moralist faction is actually doing. I mean, they're just keeping things as bad as they are and making slow incremental change because that's what they've been told is the right way to do things, you know. So you you get into a lot of these nuances about the different ideologies. And uh, if you're into that kind of thing like I am, there, there's, a, there's a big nut to crack there. And then there's also, like, the existentialism in the game with like Harry being this weird drunk and like the world just seemed kind of hopeless, but like there's a little bit of hope there in the humans mixed with just like the absurdism of like running into the phasmid and like the, uh, 
the hole in the wall or the hole in the church that makes you laugh. And at the same time, you're like, wow, you know, this game just somehow it like strikes all those chords and it comes together very well. It's, it's amazing to me. It's pretty rare for a game to construct and deconstruct its own like <clears throat> philosophies that it presents. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. A video game writing to, to do that is like very, uh, yeah, very rare. Absolutely. And I, you know, not even getting into the mechanics of the game. I think the skills of the game is just so unique. Like, all the skills being characters that comment on, you know, passing passive skill checks causes the skills to talk to you. And if you played like I did, like an intellectual guy, you're going to get rhetoric. Is like, rhetoric and logic are like suggesting things for you to say in certain conversations, hmm. you know. And uh, you probably get that with, uh, with other skills in certain other situations. And it pays off in some ways. And, you know, I, I don't know about you guys. I ended up putting my skill points into skills that I didn't initially expect for. To make a more well-rounded character, and I felt like that, that absolutely worked happened out. to me. <laughs> I didn't want it to, but the oh. game basically is like it doesn't let you do everything. Uh, you can't just run through it and 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 see everything, you know. Yeah, unless you absolutely, uh, unless you sacrifice, and even then, it's better. It has so much replay value because you can go through different runs and uh, spec differently and get new content, basically. Yeah, no, I love that the game invites you to fail things permanently and yeah. miss out on stuff and ma- makes you not feel bad about it. You're like, oh, you're like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's just, I'm not a strong guy. That's not the guy who I am. It makes sense I can't punch this dude to get access to the button. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense I can't kick down this door to see what's hit, hiding behind it, you know. It somehow, like, sidesteps the video gamey, uh, you know, I want to complete this. This, uh, it's it's like a it's like a board game more than a video game in that sense. That like yeah, in a board game, sure. things happen. You know, don't rolls of the dice go wrong, uh, and you just have to live with it and move on from there. Sure. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I forget if I mentioned this. I, I probably talked about this when we talked about uh, disco. You know, early in the podcast. But um, one of the main things I did after finishing the game was look into discussion about the pale and that uh, the associated lore with the pale. Um, just, you know, discussions about it, anything that people picked up on or wanted to talk about. I found that aspect very interesting and it opens up. It's 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 one of those games like a, like an earlier Elder Scrolls game where if you look into... Oh, sure the lore that is presented in the background um, and the things that are just sprinkled throughout as clues, it opens up like a, a, a whole background world of, uh, <laughs> I don't know, of terror in this case. <laughs> the pale is like this, this, this terrible, terrible uh, background element to this whole world. That's really interesting to investigate. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting. The, the Phasma tells you that the Pale wasn't there before humans. So yeah. it's like something that's like created from human minds and it's actually like a physical place in between worlds or something like that. It's, it's very interesting. I don't know a whole lot about it, but um, I found the it way really the game initially presented to you, though, I mean, I didn't know I didn't learn about the Pale at all during my game, but the way the game in- presents to you a lot of the elements of the Pale, I guess, that you see... It just seems like kooky occult shit. 
I mean, you can yeah. just totally write it off. You know, the game is masterful in the way that it, like, makes you believe. And it's not even about that at all. Or it doesn't seem like it's about that, you know? No. Man, I could I could talk, I feel like, for hours about this game. There's just so much there. Like, it's just a game made with such love and intelligence and thought, you know? I, I call... I, I don't know if I would ever say this about any other game. I think it's a 10 out of 10. Wow. So you're saying two thumbs up? I'm saying uh-huh. all the thumbs up. <sighs> every thumb I have? All Wait, thumbs every up. Every thumb no, we have? I, I, I mean this unironically, and I've thought about it. I can't think of anything about this game that I dislike. I can't think wow. of anything about this game that I thought didn't work well. I think the game is just... There's just so much there. It is such an amazing, rewarding experience. I mean, I really can't sing it high enough. I would recommend this game to anybody. For sure. You know what they say. Good game. Good game. (laughs) Good game. Thumbs. (laughs) All right. I'm going to bring Greg back in. Who? (laughs) And, uh... Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's how the game ended. Greg, what'd you think? <laughs> uh, honestly, it was probably you got a bad ending, so I'm not surprised. Oh, got him. Holy shit, he got him. He, you know, you're almost right. Let me guess. Next you shaved off your, uh, your mutton chops, and now everyone made fun of you, and you blew your brains out? How did he know? <laughs> how did he know? It's, it's, it's funny that that can happen. I think. Yeah, kind of. Um, no. Alright. Anybody else got anything they want to bring up about their games before I release everybody to the break? Hell no. Hell no. No. Alright, fellas. Let's uh, get our sippy sips. Let's get our foodie foods. Alright, I'm going to uncuff myself from the podcast now. We will be back in a few seconds. I need somebody to say something funny for Flask to edit in for the break. Hey, I'll say him. Alright, I need something better than that. You want a whole bit? I got a whole joke. Take about three or four minutes. Alright, go ahead. Let's do that. Alright. So. There's a park, right? And uh-huh. uh, there's a guy selling hot dogs at this park. He comes here every okay. day, he sells these hot dogs. And the Whoa, dog. what's that? Your building's on fire? I'll be right back, guys. Hold on. Okay. This duck comes up to the hot dog guy and he said, Hey, bud, you got any grapes? And the hot dog said, Duck, okay. get out of here. I saw hot dogs. I saw grapes. Get, you know, get the heck out of here. And the duck said, All right. And uh, next day rolls around and... Uh, you know, the hot dog guy's out there. He's trying to do his job. He's, you know, he's got kids at home. He's trying to feed them. Selling hot dogs. And this, this duck walks over and he said, Hey, Mac, you got any grapes? And the hot dog dude's like, I done told you. I don't sell grapes. I sell hot dogs, you know. Look here, little duck. You come back. You come back. You waste my time. You take food out of my kid's mouth. I'm going to nail your bill shut, right? 
And Dark says, but I get it. You know, I you know, gotta bring that all out on me. I get it. I understand. So he leaves. Now, this is gonna be the third day, right? And everything's, uh, okay. you know, it's playing out the same. The hot dog guy's hot dog, and he's having a good day. He's serving some Franks. And this dog comes up. This dog comes up. And he says, hold on. He says, hey, bud, you got any nails? And the hot dog says, why do I have any nails? I serve hot dogs. I, you know, I got some relish. I got some ketchup. I got no nails. <laughs> and this duck, he looks at him and says, well, if that's the case, you got any grapes? Thank you. I'll be here all week, folks. What in fuck are you talking about, dude? Welcome back, everybody, to the Broken Campfire Podcast, where we are not only the top gaming podcast of all time, we're the top gaming reporters of all time. That's why I've got a whole docket of news on here. I'm going to ask everybody to make sure they got the docket open, and I'm going to say, I know for a fact, at least one person doesn't. What's a ducket? I always have uh, a so docket open. We got, we got a couple of uh, issues about... Uh, Got a couple stories about gamers having too much money. And they're buying all the things of the new gamer hardware. Gamers. Oh, no. So we recorded gamer. the last podcast shortly after the Sony conference last week. While we were not aware of the time, Sony had announced that pre-orders, pre-orders were going to go live at, I think, 9 a.m. Um, the next morning, September 17th. And Jeff Keighley even retweeted this. Jeff Keighley retweeted this. But uh, most of the retailers went rogue or received the wrong information or something and started (laughs) pre-orders like immediately that night. By the next morning, inventory was only available to a few select retailers and uh, people were not happy. Um, And one one thing that's going to be resonant with all these stories is that... uh, Websites start to break down when everybody is on them at the same time trying to buy the same thing, it turns out. Really? So there's just so many stories across any of these. It's not specific about issues with checking out and uh, finalizing your purchase, stores listing things in inventory that aren't in inventory, or, you know, um, the PS5 sold out pretty quickly. Sony apologized for its pre-order disaster. And it's promised to uh, supply more inventory soon. Thanks, Sony. <clears throat> Good timing. Today, uh, I think mumblings are still fairly low, but uh, Xbox, there's been some stories of the Xbox. Uh, it's rough. Also, it's been rough. pretty rough. Today is the first day that Xbox can be pre-ordered, and uh, it's also been rough for much the same reasons. Inventory going really insanely fast. But at least uh, does doesn't seem like retailers broke uh, street curfews, so um, I guess that's good. Well, they respect Microsoft, of course. Maybe I'm a <laughs> fake gamer. Jeff Keighley didn't get one. Oh, an impossible. Uh, maybe I'm a fake gamer, but I'm well. One, I don't think I'm actually going to get either. Well, I'll eventually get a PS5. Actually, God, whenever God of War comes out, but uh, I I, I don't care. I guess. I'm also <laughs> in the same boat where I don't care. I'll wait a little bit. That's fine. Because yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not that interested right away. Yeah, yeah. 
I feel the same way. And also, if you're going to pre-order it, it's not like this is the only pre-order window that will ever exist. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, still two months. Still two months before the release. Like they're. They want everybody to get a pre-order that wants a pre-order, and they're going to make sure that everybody does. You know what I mean? Exactly. You really, yeah. You know, if you don't get a day one, it, it's all right. Ratchet and Clank will still be there uh, the next week. You know. If right. I don't exactly. have it first on my list of internet data, then it means nothing. I think uh, <laughs> by podcast law, Mandy um, has to buy one until you can review it. Oh, sorry, bud. That's fun. Mm, I don't know about that. If I both of them on launch day, you gotta stay in line at GameStop. No mask. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know. Is that, that something we could get Vita to do, perhaps? Oh, uh, there we go. Guys that sounds like a good. That sounds a, like a good contractor job. Yeah. For a long ass time. On the last ten years. Uh, I, uh, the last thing I waited in line for was Halo Three in two thousand seven. Jesus. I'm about to say, when I was a young lad, God. yeah, I went to GTA 4 at midnight, went to Gears 3, I went to Red Dead Redemption, I used to go to games all the time. Uh, the last one I went to was I grew uh, Final Fantasy, I think, Final Fantasy 15. But I, uh, I stayed, or, I wait, waited outside a Best Buy to like, 1 in the morning, I think, to get the PS4. Nice. Oh, really? And I will never do that again. I would yeah. never do something like that again. Would you play would, in line? Uh, would I buy? Would you play in line? I didn't play a fucking thing, dude. Would you read? Nothing. Oh, I just cool. sat there and talked with this one uh, this one dude I went with. Just looked at the uh, wall, the, started counting up. <laughs> one, uh, two, three, four, five. I know it. The only time would... I've ever stood in line was for the last two or three Harry Potter books. Oh. Well, all right, oh, I would right, right. that up, the but... ending while you guys were in line? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I saw those videos that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty funny. Just the the screaming right. I wouldn't I mean, I don't it's don't a dick ruin anyone. Yeah, I don't want to ruin The Doppler effect of screaming that you hear as they drive away. But like man, how upset people got. Like I just there's just something that tickles you. No uh, <laughs> Exactly. How comically upset over Harry Potter spoilers. No, Alright, uh, another gamer item that sold out in mere minutes was NVIDIA's RTX 3080, which I will offer to somebody if we kick Vito off. To everybody yeah. if, you, if we kick Vito off. It's done, dude. It's already gone. I've already... Uh, with some cards later that day reportedly going for $70,000 on eBay. Folks, don't be a small brain. Just wait a little yeah, bit. Yeah, don't... Don't be a fucking idiot and buy that. You're insane if you would spend money like that. So Here's some analysts were reporting that it was gone in five minutes. Some reporting that it was gone in less than a minute, basically, and it sold out like almost immediately. I'm not the big tech guys. Maybe you guys can answer this. Uh, maybe maybe I didn't understand this. So from the 3080 to the 3090, I think I read roughly there's like a 20% increase in performance, but it's like double the price. I believe the 20 or the 3090. Uh, 3090. Sorry. It can, it can do 8K. I did the right. same thing. Who the fuck owns an 8K monitor? I mean, I guess it's... For, that's, it's the future, John. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's for the rich folk. I'm not rich. I mean, I have a 4K trash. monitor, and it is, uh, it's nice. Yeah, but that's but, a, double the Ks, but... Yeah, I can't imagine what... I can't, I can't imagine playing World of Warcraft on 8K. I don't think I, it would look <laughs> any better. It would just implode on itself. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, that being said, I do plan on getting a 3080 eventually. Yeah, same. I'm not like Kurt, yeah. though, who's fucking frothing at the mouth because he couldn't get it. Uh, I have a 1070 now, which is still good. I still play most games on high. But um, it just feels like a good jump. I, John, didn't, I, I didn't feel like it was worth it going to the 20 series. Uh, cause I, I still really liked my card, but it seems it seems good. If I get a 3080, John, I'll give you my uh, 2070. <clears throat> I if you want it. appreciate that. I'll get my own 3080. <laughs> Alright, then you'll give that to me, and then I'll give you your uh, 2080, right? <laughs> Alright, yeah, 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 there we go. What about you guys? You guys planning on getting it? You gonna hold yeah, off? Yeah, the, the last name on the office door, the one that says Vito. Yeah, oh. just scrape it off. I really need to get a new you CPU. hold off like the 3060 or something. I don't know. I, I, I gotta... I think I'm gonna upgrade some parts of my computer in a couple months. I... Uh, I think I need a bigger CPU, and then maybe I'll get a 3080 if, if the time is right. My CPU is good. I upgraded mine last year so I could play VR better. I got the i7, uh, 8700. Mm, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's pretty yeah. solid right now. I think I'm definitely the next step. And when I did that, I did the motherboard and my RAM and stuff, so definitely the next step is my graphics card. I think I got an AMD Ryzen 5. I don't on know AMD? exactly what it is, but... AMD Ryzen <laughs> Oh, I said an AMD. I was like, what? Isn't no. the AMD... In the, oh, hold on. Is that on the news? I didn't I don't want to go ahead. Didn't they announce new cards, too? Did they? Oh, I, I, did I didn't see that. that if they did. Uh, I'm not computer guys. Maybe I'm just crazy and they didn't. I don't know. All right, look into it. Maybe we'll we'll come around to it later. Um. All right, guys. Flash, play the acquisition music. All right, what? the big acquisition that everybody bing, is bing, talking bing, about. The big acquisition that everybody is talking about. NVIDIA acquires ARM Limited for $40 billion. Bing, bing, bong. Who, what is ARM? What is ARM Limited? <laughs> <laughs> ARM Limited makes uh, CPUs or like makes a um, um, microprocessor infrastructure, I think. That's $40 it's like really, million. Dollars. It's really big brain. It's like really big brain tech stuff. I don't fully understand what exactly they do. I think they're kind of just like a supercomputer developer. Well, that's um, cool. Yeah, I was reading this article and I was like, I understand what they're saying, but I don't like understand what they're saying. Yeah. I think they might be just like physically manufacturing semiconductors and also developing new semiconductors, like C new like actual CPU architecture. Um but yeah, man, I mean forty billion dollars. I mean it's insane. <laughs> that is quite a bit. Uh ha let's see. What you guys do this is forty what, uh, billion. By a thirty eighty. I buy a thirty ninety. You know what? That's a little bit too rich for my blood. I can respect it. Nice, uh, played safe. You never know. <laughs> Emergencies can pop up. Yeah. I don't know. At that point, you just do anything, you know? You just literally do anything. Uh, Alright, yeah. The, no, the, the real acquisition is on everybody's mind. Microsoft acquired ZeniMax Studios, which is the parent company of Bethesda. For $7.5 billion. So Microsoft now owns Bethesda, as well as id Software, 
Uh, I don't have the fullest in front of me. Arcane. Arcane. Um, so, uh, at the very least, Jar- John Carmack, at least, is excited. John yeah. Carmack um, tweeted about how at least he's not going to get... Uh, I don't need to paraphrase. Let me pull the exact tweet. Did you John Carmack Greg? tweeted... <laughs> yeah. He's uh, doomed. John- he's id. No, I know what I, know what, I, know what I was just saying, like, who? Oh. Uh. John Carmack tweeted, Great, I think Microsoft has been a good parent company for gaming IPs. And they don't have a grudge against me, so maybe I'll be able to re-engage with some of my old titles. John Carmack, I, I think he's referencing the fact that he had sued ZeniMax for whatever reason. I can't remember why. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I got no problem with this. Uh, you know, you had the Punching Game Doom series, Prey series. Uh, Evil Within. Evil Within. And, don't forget, John, oh. Skyrim. More Skyrim, Skyrim everyone. As a probable lifetime Game Pass subscriber, I'm I'm excited for Bethesda's backlog to show up on Game Pass one day. For That's sure. Cool. You know, I like I said, I don't think I'll ever buy another Xbox console. I just don't see a reason. Mostly because I got a computer, and that's just good enough. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but for more sure. Games no, I better. think this is good for PC gamers and Xbox gamers alike. You know. I have no reason to hate Microsoft uh, as far as games go. Oh, that really comes to mind right now. I'm sure I could, you know. I don't think they have a history of being a shitty publisher. I think they just have more of a history of having bad talent, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like uh, of not making great games. I mean, the the, the people who they hire on, I'm thinking of a few select games is maybe not fair, but at least in recent years. But, you know, with Bethesda... They at least make competent enough games most of the time, even if I think Skyrim was a bad game. Well, and Microsoft owns Obsidian too, right? Yes, yes, they also own Obsidian now. Oh uh, yeah, New Which Vegas is kind of too. kind of interesting. Maybe we just might drop Outer Worlds because I just don't think that game is that good. It is interesting that Outer Worlds. So, yeah, theoretically, the Outer Worlds and the Starfield IP would be competing against one another, right? But <laughs> they're owned by the same parent company. It's kind of weird. Wait a second. <laughs> it's like the board game Monopoly. What's going <laughs> on here? Um, and uh, the, we we do know that they're going to honor existing exclusivity deals such as Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Which brings about a funny visual where games that are going to be releasing exclusive to the PlayStation are going to have a big logo somewhere on it that says published by Microsoft. <laughs> Cats and dogs are going to rain from the sky and fire's going to burst <laughs> up from the ground. Uh, and on that note, apparently Sony had been negotiating for Starfield's timed exclusivity as of just a few months ago. I'm sure that's a lot more money now. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, there's no way they would go for it now. I don't care about um, I don't know. I, they haven't shown anything about the game, right? Just that it's a nope. game. Yeah, I don't we just know that, it, that it, we just know we just know that it's Sky that it's Skyrim and the Stars somehow. You know, that should be right up my alley. That's like how you get me to take interest in a game, but I couldn't care less. First of all, the name just sounds like shit. Starfield. Starfield. Yeah. I think, you know, Garfield if- Starfield kind of evokes like a more 
contemplative vision of space to me. You and if they like go for something movie. like that, much more uh not or doesn't like really do that game, to me. Like it, it more like it's it's more like so when you think of a field, it's like a wide open, like a like a, a feeling of uh Flowers. vastness and like uh but also space like peace forms? and calm. So like I don't know. Starfield kind of evokes that sense of like uh yeah, more contemplative openness instead of going for like a very specific uh <laughs> Uh, tone like the outer worlds does you know i i could see it being good if they if it's like elder scrolls in space and they they take that tag with it I could oh see it. so you're awake and then you come out of your sleep pod in space <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know yeah. honestly if we're, if we're gonna make space clothes you were freezing <laughs> i gotta you're say your though, if you're gonna make a uh, if you're gonna make a shitty open world game i would rather they did it Shitty open world RPG, I should say specifically. I'd rather they did it in a space setting than another Fallout game or another Elder Scrolls game. So yeah, I would, I would take Elder Scrolls in space, even if it's just like another flavor, Bethesda flavor, really watered down RPG mechanics to everything they've done before, except in space. I would probably still play just because I like stuff in space. Mm-hmm. And, they and do also, kind it's going to be on Game Pass that... day one. So <laughs> right. They, I mean, Elder Scrolls games kind of do offer an experience that other series don't, you know? It, like, we, we kind of forget yeah, that sometimes, sure. but Elder Scrolls and, you know, Fallout, but I think mostly Elder Scrolls kind of, they are like the premier uh, example of what they offer. <sighs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> They're also janky as hell. And small brain as fuck, but what am I gonna do about it? <laughs> um, I shouldn't say that. But uh, yeah, Todd Howard, of course, had glowing things to say about how it's gonna enable him to do great things and all that. Who cares? Who actually uh, cares what Todd Howard has to say? Uh, I <laughs> no, mean, I was just—I live and die in his words. I'm sure you I do. Just, I just I love, love Todd. Todd. As, I mean, he, he does, <laughs> as he as he pickpockets you. Uh, <laughs> tell me lies, tell me sweet little. Uh, I mean, he brings up the point that like they've had a, a a good relationship with Microsoft over the years. That you know, all the Elder Scrolls games have come to Xbox consoles and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, that did that's true. <laughs> that they've had this good relationship with them. So the culmination of this is them being bought. Yep. I mean, companies do this all the time. They buy, they sell, they they merge. Doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, we'll just have to see how it affects the product. And Flask, you had a Reddit thread recommendation uh, yeah. based on the recent news that some of the Sony launch games are going to be priced at $70. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to mention this uh, Reddit thread because I thought it was kind of thought-provoking. I saw this recently on r slash true gaming, which has good game gaming discussions. Um, the thread is entitled, uh, quote, people who think the game price increase to $70 was long overdue aren't seeing the big picture as to why that's not necessarily true, end quote, by user Ragnarok Knight. Um, I'm not going to be quoting or paraphrasing the post or its replies or anything, but uh, there's some interesting and somewhat sobering discussion here i'd say 
Um, especially the, I'd say, most interesting parts of the opening post and a reply chain further down about uh, economics that raises some counterpoints to the opening post and a reply chain talking about subscription services um, and how the gaming industry is trying to basically distract us. <laughs> um, mm. And it, it, it kind of throws a different light onto subscription services for me, that, that uh, particular post. So I, I think the whole thing yeah. is worth a read, especially if you're resting comfortably in the camp of uh, game price increases are bad and subscription services are good which I would say we are when we have been to this point. Um, and I don't think it necessarily like has to change your mind. It's just, I like reading these discussions sometimes, just, you know, regular people talking about this sort of stuff because it can raise some good points. We're thinking about hmm. it. My problem okay. is, I think even if the price of games, and maybe it's, I didn't read this, maybe it's in there, but even if the price of games has increased, I don't think subscriptions are just going to go away. I think they're just going to stack them on top. Well, yeah, I yeah, mean, one yeah. of the main points of this thread is how subscription services <laughs> are interacting and reacting to uh, game uh, price increases and such. Yep. Yeah, check out that thread on True Gaming. Yeesh. So, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 campaign is going to be shorter than The Witcher 3 just because a lot of people didn't finish it. Did you guys finish <laughs> it? Of course. I did. I did. That game's oh, supposed to get a... Uh... Did they give any kind of statistics how many people <laughs> didn't finish it? Maybe something like Unfortunately, no. It's not, it is not in this uh, article, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's, some, if it's somewhere around 1 in 4 or... I think that's I didn't typically... finish The Witcher. It was too long. I'm hoping. Uh, uh, I can't wait for that next gen thing so I can play through it again because I like to play the DLC. This is a, a quote. Looking at the metrics, you see tremendous numbers of people played through the game really far, but never made it to the end. We want you to see the full story, so we did shorten the main story, but we have lots to do. And in terms of completion of this campaign, I just don't have that number. According to how long to beat uh, The Witcher 3's main story takes an average of 51.5 hours to complete, while a completionist run can take around 172 hours. Oh it has God. to include all the DLC. I don't mind this at all, as long as it's good. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know. I, I, I feel 100% exactly the same. Like, I, as long as it's, it's, it's super solid, I don't need a, I don't need a behemoth. The only game. time I start caring most. about uh, like campaign length is when it's way too short for the price, you know? Sure, sure. That's really and sometimes you, I even... And sometimes you can talk about like the pacing too, you know, but that's, yes. that's less about a, a length of a game and more about just how it's paced, you know? Yeah. We also got PC specs for 2077. Not too bad. So... Minimum requirement is uh, i5-3570K or AMD FX8310 processor, 8GB of RAM, and a GTX 7080 or uh, Radeon RX 470. Only 70GB too. That's the minimum recommended. Uh, you guys can look it up, but 
<laughs> you know, recommending card card is a ten sixty. That's not bad. Yeah. Wants this to be on an SSD? That's weird. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Oh yeah, you oh, well, I'm sure. Without... Yeah, I guess. Well, also it's it's made for consoles too, so it it was probably made for the next gen consoles in a, in a sense that it's optimized for having SSD storage. So they probably just have a lot more. They probably just have a lot more confidence in the game on SSD that that was built in it from the start. Is my guess. I, I'm guessing that most games these days are going to recommend that you put on an SSD. I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, if H if hard drives just like are completely outdated in five ten years in five years maybe even ten cool. years absolutely. I'd be down for that. I mean, I have. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I have a. Uh... Five or Jesus, two SSDs in my computer. I'd like to get like a bigger one, like a uh, like a three terabyte one. That'd be nice. Yeah, same. Exactly. I have two solid, smaller, solid states. I would like to get one big one. If we keep Vito's last paycheck, you can also get us all SSDs. Okay. Ooh, I'll get I'll get everybody the the really nice ones that plug in to the PCIe slot. I can't remember what those are called. Vito has one of those. Nice. Not anymore, you don't need to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> In my opinion, this next one, it's crazy if people expect anything different. The PS5 does not natively support PlayStation 1, 2, or 3 games. What the which, fuck? Yeah. I think that just makes sense. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to keep making their hardware so that it can you can throw in a PlayStation 1 disc and it still reads it. That's just insane to I want to, to play my PlayStation 1 games, Andy. How am I supposed to play my PlayStation 1 games, Andy? We'll see what Trust I would me, want. Trust me, that would be... that would What would be cool... I mean... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Flask. I was just going to say, what I would want is something like a... Um, a... An eternal... <laughs> like, literally, eternal... Uh, online... Uh, or not online, but like a, a a digital store. That's what I was looking for. Digital store where you could uh, purchase older games at a lower price and keep them across any device forever. That would be that would be amazing. Which you know, different these different consoles have versions of that, but stuff gets lost still, and it's like it's crazy to me that they don't make more of an effort to just preserve older games forever. Absolutely. How much would you guys pay? So the PS5 is 500 bucks and pretend like you're a guy who's going to buy it at 500 bucks, right? Okay. I know that nobody here is just pretend like you are. How much would you pay for a version of the PS5 that does have this functionality? Like it doesn't matter what, PlayStation disc you throw in it, it just plays. And it works perfectly. I could play like an extra hundred bucks, I feel like. Extra hundred sounds reasonable. Like to any play game? Like any game? Absolutely. Probably within there, yeah. 100 or 150 would be the absolute. Actually, yeah, one, was, all right, me I, personally. I was thinking 150, 200. I don't honestly, care because I'll it. probably not go back and play them, but I could see 150. In the the upper limits for me, sure. 
I mean, I, I still have all neat, my neat PlayStation One and Two games. Um, I want PlayStation yeah, One, well, PS3 sure. as well. But uh, yeah, I, I could I could totally see paying extra for that. All right, all right. I'll throw I'll throw the idea up to Sony. Yeah, give them okay. a give them a ring. Let them know what kind of. Well, they listen to this podcast, right? So. Sure. Uh, so John spoke quite extensively about Hades earlier, but just a quick another highlight to it: it broke one million copies sold as it exits early access. Hey, great. Good for them. Um, I think it's really smart for them. I've seen some of their messaging about what's coming next. They've been really cagey about what's coming next right now. For all we know, they could be working on another expansion of the game, or they could be working on something totally different. I think that's really smart, and I'm I'm glad that they're uh, keeping their cool when their game is blowing up, so they're not uh you know getting lost in the hype and overpromising, which we see a lot of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, which we see a lot, not of what this is, but in general. All right, yeah. This this next one's kind of just a fun story. I think we all. I have I've talked maybe not even on the podcast, but some of us at least get a kick out of reading some of the Eve Online stories you can find mm-hmm. online. It's a game that's a lot more fun to read about what happens in it than to actually <laughs> play it. Yeah, um, it's it's not a it's not a, it's a lot of fun on paper when you read the stories, and then when you right. play the game, it's just a lot of sitting around waiting for someone to do something. So an uh, EVE Online player who was a part of this big clan, um, he went uh, on to, uh, into deployment somewhere in real life. I think he's part of the armed services. I'm, not, I'm being vague because I don't remember all the details, but I can't remember if he's American or That's not. That's pretty much what they say in the article, uh, yeah. Um, and he got fired from the clan, essentially, because when he came back, you know, he's ready to resume his, his top dollar position in the clan and do all his work. His boss, who's the leader of the clan, is basically like, uh, we don't really have a place for you anymore. Usurped. Um, so he gathered up a bunch of dissidents and are, <laughs> is waging intergalactic war and payback. And people are saying it has the potential to be like the biggest war in EVE history and all that. And uh, just... Just tickles me the, the 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 type of emergent stories that come out of a weird twenty year old game like this. So I mean, they don't really like detail it or remark upon it, but they say that happened. the The thing with him being let go basically it Four happened in twenty fourteen. Yeah, and so and they also mm. they don't explicitly say it, but he just joined another clan or guild or whatever because it says that he's one of the top people in that other guild he's not it's not like he founded mm. a new one and gathered people to oh, his revenge okay, cause okay. Uh, which a, i thought uh, what it was at the beginning but he's a fleet commander of his own fleet and i guess it's like right tens of thousands of people that are with him like in his fleet okay yeah so he's just like one of the top dogs in a different clan but yeah basically. i assume he joined that clan using sort of his resume um, and right, basically sure. uh, ingratiated himself for years <laughs> enough that he could finally uh, enact this whole grand uh, grand combat against his former employers. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work and to friends. me. 
Yeah, but these people like love that kind of shit. Yeah. The, the game the game is work. I mean, it is good. You know job. What I mean, like it, it is like it's it a is second job work. basically. Yes. Like there's there's people who just who the people who love the game will even say it is work, but there's just something about it that they can't get enough of. I tried it one time and got blown up. I, I have nine hours in that game. Me and Eric <laughs> used to play it. And I uh we would just find like ships that we would find go to like old war zones and just uh take shit off people's <laughs> ships. <laughs> we were like we were, we were, we were just scrappers. Yeah, we were just scrappers, yeah. dude. That's funny. Alright boys, final story I got on the docket. Uh, Ars Technica did a review of Facebook's Oculus Quest 2. We do not recommend the $299 Oculus Quest 2 as your next VR system. Hey-oh. Yeah, the main thrust point of list the... is just a quick... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, know, I didn't know if you were going to go into it or not. But the, it seemed like the main thrust of it was like, yeah, it's cheaper because they cut corners. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's going to come out here. This is just a list. I, I think I found this from Reddit uh, that people will summarize of their complaints. <clears throat> Heavier, less comfortable controllers. Worse controller tracking due to them having fewer tracking points. Uncomfortable head strap that needs to be readjusted every time you put the headset on. Switch from dual OLED panels to a single LCD panel results in issues, blurry, dizzy headaches. For people that don't more or less match the IDI distance options, which also makes it harder for people, harder for multiple people to share the same headset. Facebook account required for new users and starting 2023 for everybody. Rift line of PC only headsets discontinued. Quest line streams PC games only by using lossy image compression, likely H.265, reducing image quality and increasing input latency. Yikes. It's Glad Facebook uh, owns Oculus. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a $300 headset in an age where, like, headsets aren't getting not that expensive. So, you know, I get, you know, buyer beware. You're spending very bottom of the barrel for that, maybe. I don't know. That still seems really weird com- from coming from an Oculus line to have such, you know... To be so shitty, basically. Especially because the quest was so well regarded, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like pairing pairing a worse headset as a sequel to one of the favorites, combined with the whole Facebook integration, just seems like I don't know what they're doing. They're it's just like they're <laughs> they shit the bed, basically. For sure. Recipe John, John what, what headset do you have? And Greg, what headset do you have? I have just the normal base Oculus. I also have the normal base Oculus. Oh. But I'm also okay. planning on getting a different headset. Oh. By 2023. Are you looking into any specific ones right now? Nope. I'll not, see what they Oculus. have. Uh, yeah, definitely not Oculus because I don't want right. to make a Facebook account. Maybe and, wait uh, for an Index Pro or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'll splurge uh, two grand on a fucking headset. <laughs> Alright, boys. Anybody else have any other news that I forgot about? Did not bring up. Um, yeah. The world ended yesterday. Oh, did it? Yeah. Um, 
Interesting. Back to that thing with uh, Bethesda, I guess so someone asked, they were like, so New Vegas 2 can be a thing now, right? And Obsidian uh, responded to the, we- uh, the tweet with a, uh, a shrug emote. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe. maybe you I don't can't know how to interpret that. Other than Obsidian, I guess it sounds like they're probably down for it, but it depends on Bethesda, maybe. I don't know. Right, I guess so. That's really all, I guess. And that was barely anything. <laughs> hmm. They're probably in the phase of, oh, okay, well, I guess Obsidian not so much, but I mean, it's not like Obsidian knew about this deal before today or whenever, whatever day that was. You know, it's not like, it's yeah. not like Microsoft's going around telling all the companies they own, hey guys, just so you know, we're about to buy Bethesda. Like nobody knew about this until it was until it was done, which is uh, not. I saw this being commented a lot. And I agree. It's kind of funny that this wasn't leaked in the age of everything leaking right now. You know? Right. But uh, yeah, we're gonna release a distraction leak to, to distract from <laughs> this other leak. We'll see how that goes. And you know what? Guys, we'll also see how it goes when our listeners rate us five out of five on iTunes. Hey, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes when they send us their feedback, their questions to read for us to read aloud, their thoughts on fast food and specifically subs and pizza. I guess I'm mostly subs. Um, let us know your opinions on Vito. Now is the time. Please, everybody wants an RTX 3080. I would like some listener feedback before I pull the trigger. Um, don't worry, we'll still have them on a contract basis, but, you know, he, the boy, he ain't right, in my opinion. I just need some uh, feedback. Dang, you know, in, the, in, there. in the spirit of Vito, uh, send, in, send in your opinions about uh, cheese and milk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. cereal with milk specifically. Yeah. Actually and he does that on now. Tacos. He does that now. He's he's fixed his brain a little bit. Right, right. But that didn't fix his position in this podcast. But what will fix the position of the podcast is John ending the episode. Everybody have a safe drive home. Uh if you're gonna drink, don't drive. If you're gonna drive, don't drink. You're going to have sex, have safe sex, even with the same sex. Uh, Good night, folks.